0: Mark, the fourth chapter, and um, I want to begin reading at verse 26. I'm going to read four verses here, and then later on I'll use one verse from John. But Mark 4, verse 26, he said, The kingdom of God is as if a man should scatter seed on the ground, And should sleep by night and rise by day. And the seed should sprout and grow. He himself does not know how. For the earth yields crops by itself. Let me repeat that. For the earth yields crops by itself. First the blade, then the head. After that the full grain in the head. But when the grain ripens immediately, he puts in the sickle because the harvest has come. Lord, I ask you to just open up our hearts and our minds in the next few moments to receive clearly what your word says and what you are speaking into individuals' lives. Give me the ability, Lord, to just speak your word clearly and give us ears to hear what you're saying in Jesus' name. Amen. In this passage of scripture, Jesus is saying that the kingdom of God develops in stages. He's talking about the kingdom of God uh, here as is, 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 is if a man should scatter seed. And he talks about uh, um, what's happening here in and, and, and the, the scattering stage, the sprouting stage, the harvest stage. So he's talking about... Uh, different stages here, but the nature of faith, the nature of faith is that Jesus reveals things and brings things to our life in stages. You know, um, there's probably not going to be a sudden shift in your life that instantly fixes everything you got need fixed. Chris, you couldn't have been more on target this morning than talking about a million things to do. And he wants them all done. When? Now. How many of you know we're that way? Every one of us live and we think, you know, this just, it just happens. And it's, it's amazing to me that he's telling us here and today what he's trying to say in this particular passage of Scripture is it's like a seed. How many of you understand that if you plant a seed, it's going to take some time before you harvest the seed? And he's saying that the kingdom of God is like a seed. No matter how much talent we possess, some things just take time. You can't go to a drive through window and order destiny and pick it up in three minutes. But that's what we want to do sometimes. We want things instantly. We want things right now. Some things just take time. How many of you know we all know that? Now, three stages that is mentioned in this particular passage, as I've already said, is the scattering stage, which he says in verse 26, a man Scatters the seed. There's a preparation time. You've got to plow. You've got to uh, get the soil ready to receive the seed. But you scatter the seed. That's the first stage. And then in verse 27, he gives uh, the sprouting stage where the seed should sprout and grow. And then we have the harvest stage in verse 29. So here's what I want you to see and understand. The spade... Always comes before the sickle. In other words, you got to plant before you can harvest. You got to plant before you can harvest. Now, we live in a world that wants harvest before we plow. We want things that way. Jesus said in the kingdom, first you plow, you scatter the seed, Then it sprouts, it grows, and then you harvest. Would any of us go into a field to harvest with a sickle when we hadn't planted anything in it? You can go into a field with a sickle and cut down weeds, but you're not going in to harvest something good when you've never planted anything in that field. You don't go in with the sickle first. Why would you expect fruitfulness when nothing's been sown? I could say it like this. Why would you expect a fruitful marriage when you've not sown any seeds of love? Why would you expect a fruitful life when you've not planted anything in your life? First, you scatter the seed. How can we reap? If we haven't sown, You know, every week when I'm preaching the word, what I'm endeavoring to do is scatter seed through this congregation. My job is to plant the word of God, and it's something that I enjoy doing, but every re- week that I preach, I'm trying to scatter seed. Every week when we take the offering, I pay my tithes, but I put in offerings, and I also plant seed. There's a difference in tithes, there's a difference in offerings, there's a difference in seed. We don't always understand that. We think that if we give our tithes that we've planted seed. No, it's a totally different principle. But it's, you give first. You scatter the seed. Stage one is scatter seed. Look at somebody and say, stage one, scatter seed. Say it, would you? When you scatter the seed, the probability is imminent. In other words... Where God can do something in your life, you've got to sow some seed first and then watch what happens once you plant that, once you do that. Now I want you to notice here in Mark 4 verse 27, Mark chapter 4 verse 27, and it says, and should sleep by night and rise by day and the seed should sprout and grow, he himself does not know how. Now think with me for a moment. This farmer scatters the seed, plants the seed, gets the seed out and then he goes to bed and he gets up and he goes to bed and he gets up and he has confidence and he has faith that the seed he has sown is going to produce a crop and bring him a harvest. But he clearly states... He doesn't know how that works. He just knows you plant the seed and you sleep and rise, sleep and rise, and later you reap the harvest. Has God ever done, ever done anything in your life that you didn't know how he did it? I have people who say, I can't afford to give. I can't afford to tithe. And I say, have you ever tried it? Let me introduce you to some people who have tried it And they didn't know how they were going to make it before they started giving God money. And they couldn't make it before they started giving God money. And they couldn't do it before they started giving God money. And they started doing it and they don't know how. But down the road they had a lot more than they had when they started tithing. Why? Because it's a principle of the kingdom of God. First you scatter And then you just wait, night and day, let it grow, and after that, there'll come a harvest. Think about that. He himself does not know how. You know, I'm getting to an age and a stage and a place in my life, and time to time somebody comes up and, I had somebody the other day say, how how have you built all the stuff you've built and done all of the things that you've done here at Ramah Christian Center? And I looked at them and I gave them the best answer I could come up with. I don't know. (laughs) What do you mean? Well, you know, you scatter you get up, you go to work, you do, you get up, you go to work, you do, you get up, you go to work, you do, you go to bed, you get up, you go to bed, you get up, you scatter, you scatter. How'd you do it? I don't know. I've had people look at me and say, how do you get through all of the things you've had to go through in your life? You know, I look back over Jane, it's so good to see you here this morning. Jane Wojak sitting right over here. Y'all see that? I go back with Jane a long way. I don't know how we got through all we've been through. I don't know how. I don't know how I go through, went through what I went through when Paul and Kelly got killed had two boys. I, I look back at that, and I'm thinking, you know, Lord, how did you do that? I made a commitment. I was going to do certain things. had a family there. I had people down there say, why don't you just move down here? You need to move down here and take care of these boys. You, 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 you ain't got nothing going on in Greenbrier County. I said, you ain't ever been to Greenbrier County. When my brother got sick and died, I, I, I just, when my mom died, how did I get through that? How do you get through things? Can I tell you? Just like the farmer who scattered the seed went to bed night and day, night and day, and stuff just began to grow because he had scattered seed and he didn't know how it happened. Now listen carefully to what i got to say to you today. How have you gotten through all of the things that's happened in your life? How do you get through things? Now, I'm still in my introduction, so hang with me. A little boy, you know, we're supposed to have faith as a child. A little boy or a little girl goes to the refrigerator... And opens the refrigerator door, and the food is there. And he asks him, how'd that food get there? I don't know. A little boy can go over and flip a light switch on. I can remember my daddy used to go over, and when he would come in, he'd tell us goodnight. He'd say, well, now daddy's going to blow the light out, and he'd be standing there by the switch. And I didn't realize, but he'd go, and he'd turn the light off. And I thought my daddy could blow the light out. I can remember that as a little boy. He'd blow the light out. Anybody, any of y'all ever, did your daddy ever blow the light out? Huh? Do You know, if you try to ask a little kid, how does the electricity that turns the light on in your room work, he don't know. I could help you all a lot with some things, but let me just tell you something. Probably some of these little kids can tell you more about that iPhone and that iPad and how it works than you. But let me ask you a question Do you have any idea how you can look at a phone, tell a phone you want to go to an address, and you tell that address to that phone, and that phone starts telling you, go down here and turn left, getting ready to turn left, take this exit, go in there, and all of a sudden, all of a sudden, You just give it an address and that phone... Does does anybody here know how that works? I can't explain it to you. I think I told you this the other day, but you know, I mean... I'm right here and I'm preaching to you right now. Will Compton had surgery a couple of weeks ago and... He was not able to go to church and he was sitting home and he said... Stewie said, I got your service, and I had it on my iPhone, and I was able to take that and flip that thing and have it right up on my giant screen TV, and he's got his little grandson, Chase, there with him right now. And and Chase come in there and he goes, Papa, there's Uncle Stu on TV. Is he famous? Now let me tell you something, I no more know how to explain to Chase how my picture got on that TV than the man in the moon. Y'all understand that? But it works. It works. Listen carefully to me. Does any of y'all know how that phone works? Somebody's working now. Listen to me. Hear me say this. You don't know, you don't have to know how something works to walk in it. See, some of you are trying to figure out how God could save you How God could take away your sins. How God could heal you. How God could bless you. How God could prosper you. You can't figure it out and you're trying to figure out something that you need to forget figuring it out and start to walk in it. I don't know how my car works. But I go, and I get in the car, I push the button, and it starts. I put it in drive, and it goes. And I know some of you, well, Pastor, it's a combustible engine, and it goes through this, and it's got injectors, and those injectors throw the fuel out of there. If it didn't have a gauge telling me I needed more gas, I, w- I don't know what else to do. Frank sometimes comes in and says, Pastor, when's the last time you checked your oil? Just now when you go do it. Please. How many of you understand? I don't know how it works. I can't explain it to you. You think you've got to understand how God works in your life. And be able to explain all of the stuff that the Holy Spirit is doing in you and doing on planet Earth. And I'm looking at you today and saying to you, no, you don't have to be able to explain it to walk in it. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. I'm not dependent on me. I'm not dependent on what I can do. I'm dependent on what he did. And because I'm dependent on what he did, I know that I know that I know that I'm going to have a life with him forever. That even death, nothing can separate me from the love of God because I believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. You got people out here trying to figure it out. Well, you just can't explain to me how he can do that. My daddy used to say, you can explain to me how a brown cow can eat green grass and give white milk. I'll explain to you the gospel. (laughs) Can't explain some things. But the farmer knew he didn't know how. Now, what I'm saying to you is that's what it means to be a person of faith. A person of faith is not somebody who can explain everything to you from Scripture, who can tell you everything that needs to happen in your life, who can tell you what happens and takes place, but it's a person who is believing on the Lord Jesus Christ, and that's what happens. If the Bible says... All things work together to, for good to those who love God, who are called according to His purpose. I don't know how He can make some things work for my good, but I know I love God. I know I'm called according to His purpose, and I'm going to walk loving Him, and I'm going to walk with His purpose, so I know that whatever happens is going to work out for my good. Well, Pastor, I just you know I, I was talking to somebody this week, and they says, You know, God gave me the gift of worry. I said, well, since you got it, you just worry for me because I ain't going to do it. I ain't going to worry about what may happen. I ain't going to spend my life worrying what could happen. There's all kinds of things that I see happen that I don't know and I can't explain, but I'm going to love God. I'm going to walk in His calling. I'm going to walk in His purpose. And all things are going to work together for my good. Do you understand? You've got to believe that and walk in it if it's going to happen. How will you have a testimony of God's power if you don't go through something to show his power demonstrated? Simple. It's not difficult. You don't have to know how. So, watch this now. Mark 4, he scatters the seed. You plow the ground, you scatter the seed, and then it goes through, then the blade, then the head. After the full grain in the head, then the grain ripens. The disciples thought that the kingdom of God should come instantly, and Jesus said, It's coming in stages. Scatter the seed, then watch it the blade, then the head, and the grain in the head, then the harvest will come. Here's what we need to realize. You don't need to get nervous when the seed is growing because in the growing stage, the seed is on schedule doing what it should do. Now, I wish I knew when the Lord scheduled harvests and we could be prepared for them. Now, I've said everything and that's my introduction and here I am in the message and I want you to look at verse 27 and he said sleep by night, rise by day and the seed should sprout and grow he himself does not know how. Now watch this. For the earth yields crops by itself. The earth Yields crops by itself. Some of you have heard me say this. Do you realize how much wealth this earth is going to produce this year, 2019? Do you know how many billions of dollars of corn the earth is going to produce? Do you know how many billions of dollars of wheat, soy? Do you realize how much fruit and vegetables... And grass to feed horses, this earth is going to produce in 2019 stuff that has never ever existed before because there's people who are sowing seeds and people who are planting seeds. This earth is going to produce more wealth than you could ever imagine this year in 2019 that didn't exist before. Because the earth, watch this, yields crops by itself. By itself. Help me, Lord. What I'm trying to get you to see today, and this right here is my message. I don't know where you're at. I don't know what you're facing. I don't know what you're going through. I don't know what you're dealing with. But if you've planted seeds and you're expecting a harvest, Will you keep your seed in the soil long enough for the soil to do what it was designed to do? Help me, Jesus. Can your faith survive the soil? Can your faith survive the soil? You see, the real test of the seed is not that it got scattered, not that it'll get harvested. The real test of the seed is can the seed survive the soil? The seed is scattered. It started. I can see what's happened. I can prepare the ground. I can do what I need to do. When the seed comes up and the Harvest is ready. I know what to do. I can prepare the ground. I can sow the seed. I can go over here when the harvest is come. And I can get us together and we can bring in the harvest because we know that the harvest is here. But what tool do you use when the seed is in the ground? Patience faith listen to me look at verse 28 for the earth yields crops by itself it's the work of the soil it's the work of the soil that produces the crops most dreams are die in the soil. Most visions die in the soil. It's one thing to be a farmer because the farmer knows what does he do. He scatters the seed. He goes to bed, he gets up. 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 And then he harvests the seed. It's one thing to be the farmer. But for the next few moments, what I want to talk to you about is what's it like to be the seed? Did you know that you're a seed? Hmm? Did you know your human body's a seed? Do you realize that everywhere on this planet, Where somebody's buried, when Jesus returns, that seed is going to get up out of the ground. We sang it last week. Ain't no grave going to hold this body down. This body's going to get up, a glorified, resurrected body. It laid John and laid Sonny to rest, and I'm convinced with all of my mind that John Kelly will get up out of the grave and he won't need a walker. He won't need a wheelchair. Sonny Massey will get up out of the grave. He's always had a crooked finger. I've been walking around all week looking at his, his fingers. Going to be straight again. Louis, you can't nail him to a roof again. Louis nailed him to a roof one day. That's putting on a roof, and he just nailed him right through his shoe, right in the roof. Ron Wojack's going to get up out of the ground one day. Are you hearing me? Listen to what I got to say today. The earth yields. The soil, when you're a seed, is a strange place to be. Because when the seed is in the soil, it's not able to see the purpose for which it was sowed. When you're a seed and God plants you somewhere and God puts you somewhere and he wants you to produce and he wants you to become a harvest, when the seed is in the soil, it can't see the intention of the one who sowed it. The seed can feel like it's not going to get enough oxygen, it can feel like it's not going to get enough water. But you've got to understand your life is a seed. Your dream is a seed. Your vision is a seed. It takes faith to believe that in the process, He's working when things are invisible. Do you realize the farmer knows when that seed's in the ground? He can't see whether the seed is working or not. The soil stage takes faith to sow takes faith to reap, but what takes faith the most is to be buried in the soil of uncertainty and still believe, I'm coming out of this. Help me, Lord. Some of you are buried in the soil of despair. Some of you are buried in the soil of sickness and disease. Some of you have been placed into a set of circumstances and a set of situations where you don't understand and you don't comprehend and you can't see what God is doing. You can't feel God at work. You feel like that He has placed you in a situation that He's gone off and left you. You feel like that He's just going on with whatever He's doing and here you are. You are in the dirt. You are in the mud. You are in a situation where you don't know how you're going to get out or what's going to happen. But what it takes is faith when you're buried in the soil to just keep on growing. The kingdom of God is as if a man should scatter seed and go to bed and get up. What's the seed do when you scatter it? goes in the soil Well, by the way the title of my message today is keep it in the soil keep it in the soil keep it in the soil I don't mind sowing I don't mind reaping but it's peculiar to me the only tool that I can find in Scripture that you use in the soil stage. See, there are some stages of faith where you know what to do. But some things just take time. They just take time. How many of you have been believing for something you haven't seen yet? Anybody here believing for something you ain't seen yet? Do you really believe your kids are going to turn out okay? You don't always see it. But I'm believing for it, aren't you? How many of you believing for it? Yeah, I'm believing for it. I'm believing for it. I'm believing that God's going to do what God's going to do. But sometimes you don't always see what you want. Sowing means releasing it from your hand and from your control. you got to let it go for a while. And let me ask you a question. Do you realize what the seed is going to do when it gets in the soil? Does anybody here know what happens to the seed? I heard it. What happened? The seed... In the soil. Dies. Now. Let me talk as the seed. For just a moment. Hey. God took me. Plowed up some ground threw me down there, covered me up. It was dark. It was dirty. I couldn't see. I couldn't move. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what to say. I didn't know how to act. I was in this thing. I thought I was going to die. but all of a sudden i begin to change shapes all of a sudden god may not have changed but he changed me in that situation and all of a sudden outside of me began to happen and my shape began to change and certain things began to happen and part of me started to reach up and part of me started to go down I I I don't really know what was going on but all of a sudden I was there and I began to change I'm not sure anybody knew I was even in there I'm not sure anybody even cared I'm not sure anybody could ever see me but if you're a seed in the ground in the ground of disappointment in the ground of uncertainty whatever ground you're in and I believe I'm talking to somebody here today who's in that place. They're in that dark place. They're in a place where they don't understand where they are or how they got there. But while you're in the seed season and the soil season of your life, you get into this situation and you can't see anything happening anywhere. Well, let me tell you a couple of things that I looked up on the Internet, okay? On that phone that I don't know... That phone knows more than Encyclopedia Britannica does. My, my dad had every world book encyclopedia and every encyclopedia Britannica. And he said the other day, son, we've got a lot of money invested in these. And he said, you need to take these and use them. I pulled out my iPhone and I said, Daddy, everything that's in these books on these shelves is right here and I can get it faster and read it quicker than I can find it in these books. Really, he said, really. He said, so we just spent a lot of money on that. I said, no, we used them when we was in school, but they're over. Why you kept buying those yearbooks, I don't know. Well, we just thought it was the thing to do. it's in the phone. Now, stay with me. Did you know a seed has a seed coating? The purpose of the seed coat is to protect the seed from physical, temperature-related, or water damage. The seed coat also ensures that the plant seed remains in a stage of dormancy until the conditions are right for the plant embryo to germinate and sprout. Every seed has a coating on it protecting it. And until the seed gets in a condition to produce... What it was designed to produce, it's protected. Seeds can lay dormant on shelves for years, thousands of years. But when you put them in the right soil, at the right place, everything that's in them will begin to produce. Now, let me just stop here for a moment and say this to you. How many of you know that God has protected you over the years and that God has watched out for you over the years and that God has kept you over the years, that God has watched out in certain things? There have been things that's happened in my life. I've been involved in car wrecks, in accidents, in things that have happened in my life that, you know what? I know God has protected me. How many of you know that? You're a seed in the soil. There's a protection there. Number two, did you know that the seed has the ability to feed itself? Did you know that? Listen to this. When the seed begins to grow... One part of the embryo becomes the plant, while the other part becomes the root of the plant. Food for the plant is stored in, and I know I'm not pronouncing this right, because I couldn't get Isabel or whatever her name is to tell me. But it's, food is, Food is stored in the C-O-T-Y-L-E-D-O-N-S. I'd call it the (laughs) Cotyledons. Now listen to me. Hear me say this. The baby plant grows entirely from stored energy and food from the Cotyledons until it reaches sunlight. Pastor, what are you saying? Well, I'm saying today that if God planted you in a situation or put you in a set of circumstances, He's trying to bring something that He has stored on the inside of you, that He has prepared you for, that He has planned you for. He's allowing the conditions to happen for your faith to go into operation where you're going to be able. Kelly, you don't even have a clue what God's going to do in you. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? He has stored food in there. And until it gets... Y'all do know who the sun, who is the light of the world, is, don't you? Huh? Light is seen, it's not heard. Light is demonstrated, it's not articulated. Jesus is the light of the world. And when you come out and He calls you up out of the ground, I want you to understand you start feeding from Him. You begin to understand He's got it in me. When nobody's encouraging me, I can encourage myself. When nobody's praising me, I've decided I can praise myself. When nobody wants to know what's going on in my life, I want you to know I can encourage myself, restore myself. I know that God's planted inside of me everything Thing I need. I don't care whether anybody else. You don't know the times I've been somewhere on this property, and I'm thinking everybody forsaken, and nobody ever has everybody forsaken you. But I'm just saying you feel like it sometimes. I sitting out in the gravel out there by that metal building when it was a metal building. There was only that building and one old building over here, and it was it was gravel everywhere. And I sitting out there one day, having a pity party just really having it, and the Lord just said, shut up, get out, and praise me, that's all he said, I got out of that car, I started walking across that parking lot, and this was before we had gravel on top of the river rock, it was river rock in there, And I started walking across through there. And I just started praising God and thanking God and praising God and thanking God. And I'm I'm just telling you, there's story after story. What am I trying to say? I'm trying to look at you and I'm trying to say, quit blaming everything and everybody and God and all the stuff going on and realize God has protected you. He has cared for you. He has seen you through. And he's placed enough on the inside of you that you can do anything that he has called you to do. You can do anything that he has equipped you to do. God can take care of you and me from what He has placed inside ourself. I want you all to know, and you can call it what you want, I can love myself. I can help myself. I can encourage myself because I know that the greater one lives on the inside of me. And when I begin to praise Him and I begin to thank Him and I begin to magnify Him for who He is and what He's done, I want you to understand when the rain starts, when, the, when it rains, a farmer is happy. You're going to have to learn when it's raining in your life, that's not the time to stick your head down. That's the time to put your hands in the clouds and begin to reach up and say, Lord, bless me, you're going to bring something out of me that could never have come. So many people just want to sit around and talk about, well, they just didn't do this. Let me tell you what happened to me. Protection and provision is in the seed protection is in the seed and provision is in the seed then it's just a matter of time before potential is released from the seed I'm talking to somebody today who's in a soil stage you're in a stage where you feel like you've been planted in a situation or circumstance and there's no way out and there's no hope and you can't see Why you are where you are. You can't understand why you're going through what you're going through. And I'm talking to some people today that I know you're you're there. You don't know how you got there. You don't know why you're there. You don't know why God put you there. But God knows he's protected you. God knows that he's put something inside of you that's going to sustain you. You're going to get through. You're going to make it what you need to do is start praising him. Can your faith survive the soil? In John chapter 12, John the 12th chapter, and verse 24 says, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it produces much grain. Look over at verse 33. This he said, signifying by what death he should die. Jesus came as a man. He was a man who had to become a seed. He had to put his life down. They buried him in a tomb, and he stayed in the tomb three days. I'm going to be there a little while. What's going to happen? We know what happened. But that seed got up, come out of that grain. If you're still in a blade stage, if you're still in an underground stage, but you know there's changes going on in you, it's not God that needs to change. It's you. Jesus came and died to receive a glorified body. And he got up out of that grave. Well, Pastor. What am I supposed to do in this sleeping or this soil stage? I know how to sow seed, I know how to reparvest, but what am I supposed to do in this soil stage? Go to bed. Get up. Go to bed. Get up. Go to bed. Get up. (laughs) (laughs) Doctor told me I need to exercise. What are you saying? Quit trying to fix yourself what God's doing in your life. He knows what he put inside of you. He knows what he has done for you and in you. And the only thing you can do, go to bed and get up. Go to bed and get up. Harvest will come. Harvest will come. How many of you have seen God do some stuff in your life? See, here's what I've learned. The soil will produce whether you're asleep or awake. While you're sleeping, the soil is producing. When you're awake, the soil is producing. So what do you do? Can you trust God enough to just lie down and let him do what he's going to do and work it out in your life? I'm not saying you don't do anything. I'm just saying you pray, you praise him, you walk, you get up, you go to bed, you get up and praise the Lord. You walk, you praise the Lord. When it rains, you praise the Lord. When it's dry, you praise the Lord. You just go and you do. It takes faith to do it. And the just shall live By faith. Now it's seven minutes till 11, 7 11, and that's your number for you to receive what you need at this moment where you are. If you're in the soil and you're in a set of circumstances or you're in a set of situations, You don't know what you're going to do. You don't know how you're going to do it. But you're making up your mind today, I'm going to just trust God. Now, let me just tell you this. If you're here and you're not in a right relationship with God, you ain't going to figure him out. Just as Chris said while ago, you ain't going to get it all together. been walking with him a lot of years and I'm still trusting him but if you will put your trust in him you will become a new creature a new creation why do you think he wants us to become he's not trying to save the old person you were he wants to come in and let Jesus live his life through you And some of us have been saved and we think we're pretty good Christians and we begin depending on how good of Christians we are and we think because I've been a good Christian and I've paid my tithes and I go to church and I pray and I read my Bible that God should do something for me when He doesn't do any more for you than He does the person who don't do that. I don't do that to get God to do for me. I do that because of what God has already done for me. But my trust is totally in him.